Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's a new week. Ray and Nick are here. Hello. I'm Nick. I'm Ray. And he's Ray Rademagay. I'm Nick Panato. We both saw Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about that for the next show. <laughs> Charlie's not here because he had some some excuse. We, we think Charlie just claims that he saw the movie, but then when he yeah. realized we were talking about it today, he decided that he couldn't come because he really never saw yeah. the movie. Every time we I talked to him about it today, he was on his phone. Like right. he was looking at spoilers. Like, oh, yeah, that part. Yeah. yeah. I like that part. And he, he seemed the Joker? Yeah, he didn't even seem like he really knew he was even in the movie. Yeah, Charlie. All right, so Ray, we saw Suicide Squad. What yeah. did you think? Uh, it's pretty awful. Um, <laughs> it's really uh, no other way to put it. Um, I was very excited for it. You know, I thought it would be different than the other movies that DC has pushed out. Uh huh. Um, but it really wasn't. It was a jumbled mess. Almost incoherent at times. Yeah, you could tell that there were a lot of hands in, you know, trying to fix it, if that's what you want to call it, and it just it just seemed very out of place. Um, even just right right from the beginning, I thought the uh, the title the title slate that came down in the beginning of the film that just says like Suicide Squad was like was just out of place. Like, when it came was just out of place. Yeah, I completely agree. When, uh, like, the Warner Brothers logo just kind of started. Right. It was... It, yeah. The movie just seemed, from the very jump, it just... Scenes seemed like they were moved around and yeah. put, put places where they didn't need to be. Stuff seemed like it, it should have happened later in the movie, and it yep. and it was brought to happen sooner. Mm -hmm. And when you start messing around with stuff like that, it's it rarely... You know, it rarely is ever good. Whenever you hear like reshoots, which this movie had, there's a really good chance that that's going to make the film even worse, and that's what it did. Yeah. Um, so before we really dive into it, spoil, spoiler alert. Right, we're right. Gonna, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna dig into this meaty piece. <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen Suicide Squad and you're planning to, maybe press pause. Don't listen to anything else till you get back to us. And this might even actually make the movie better if you know what you're getting into. Yeah, that's true. I, so maybe I don't see how not listening to the show could make it better. Right. That's a, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so right off the bat, the movie starts with the what did it start with? The origin of uh, Will Smith's character, Deadshot. Yeah, it shows him in the in the jail cell, like boxing. Right, and then it. It kind of does some flashbacks of him. Right. Um, and then after the introduction of Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadshot, I'm probably going to do that right. 10 more times. After the introduction of Deadshot, we get another introduction to Deadshot. Right. Like they reintroduce the character to us almost immediately. Right. Harley Quinn, the same thing. Yeah. And They're introduced as like the two main, like they get introduced right off, the, right off from the beginning. Yeah. They're... The two main members of this squad, the yeah. two you know leaders, and you my two favorite characters in the movie. Easily. Yeah, I thought I thought Will Smith's character and the Harley Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie yeah. Harley Quinn. I thought they were terrifically performed characters. Yes, I um, totally agree. Trapped in a terrible movie, right? Um, so. Will Smith is an assassin. He's a mercenary, like an assassin for hire. Margot right. Robbie is 
the Joker's girlfriend, right. who he drives, who she's a psycho analyst, who he drives insane, and she becomes like his partner in crime. Basically. Yeah, basically. So Will Smith, they set up his character. It's it's confusing to talk about. So, and then the other main other major character in the movie is the Viola Davis's Amanda Waller right. character, and she is a government something ba- government badass. I don't know. She's right. like a bureaucratic nightmare. And there's there's constantly like uh, hints that like she's done like bad stuff in her past, like yeah. don't mess with her type of thing Yeah, that they keep hinting at, but you never really find out what that actually was. Right. You just don't want to mess with this woman, basically. Yeah. Like, I've, I know about the character from previous DC, like the animated series. She's a fantastic character in the animated series. Um, and she's she knows everything. There's nothing that she doesn't already know. And she's a very strong and, and she's a, just a villain. She's a a bureaucratic villain. Right. And she is having dinner with a bunch of congressmen. I'm, I'm guessing they're congress. They're some sort of government officials. The, yeah, the one guy seems like he's part of like the, the military in yeah. some regard. And she says, I want to put together a task force of terrible people because when Superman comes back down to Earth or when... Because Superman's dead. Right. That they Because you kind of forgot that Superman's dead already right. from uh, uh, Dawn of Justice. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Superman dies at the end. If we of haven't Dawn of already Justice. completely ruined that movie for you, yeah, twice over, right? And um, so she says, when the when Superman comes down again, or someone like General Zod comes down again, we need a team of people to fight them for us. So what I'm going to put together is Harley Quinn with a baseball bat, right, to take on General Zod. Like, that's her plan, is to put together these... None of them are really superheroes. Like, they keep saying metahuman. Metahuman, yeah. And none of them are... Well, the only really metahuman is the Diablo. Right, yeah. And the Enchantress. Yes, yeah. Who turns out to not even be part of the Suicide Squad. Yes. And is ends up being the villain. She's the bad she's the villain guy in the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Because they needed one. Right. Like, it's just... That made no sense no. at all. The halfway through the movie, all of a sudden, they're all of a sudden they're in a sewer. I I don't even understand how that scene started. I, I mean, I've talked about it like four or five <laughs> times, and I still don't because the the brother. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So if if you're not if you're getting what we're getting out of here, like this movie, like you have you have to see it to understand like what we're trying to explain it's just that like everything is just all over the place and like you know sometimes you see a bad movie and you're like oh that movie was all over the place and like people say that stuff all the time like literally this movie is like there's scenes that like are that just don't make any sense yeah and and, like after it happens you're like i I don't know how why that was relevant or how that was relevant at all right but they threw it in there and you're supposed to think you're supposed yeah, to know what it's, it's supposed for. to be important to right. you in some way and and you don't understand and all of a sudden you're in another flashback or right it, it was very difficult to keep track of when you were in exactly. the movie everything was either felt like a flashback or we're in present time but the when we're in present time it's almost impossible to know because we're jumping all over the place so i don't know where should we go next <laughs> the joker should we just yeah, go to the joker yeah, the joker which I thought 
uh, I'd, I'd heard rumors before the movie that the Joker was going to be the villain of the movie. I had also heard the same rumors. And I really yeah. think that, so, spoiler alert, he's really not the villain of the movie. He's barely in the movie. Right, barely in the movie. But I really think if if they would have went that route, it would have helped the movie a lot. Yeah. If he would have just been the antagonist of the whole movie, mm-hmm. get get rid of the enchantress and her weird thing that she had going on. Yep. And if you just made the Joker the villain, this movie would have been way better. Yeah. But he's kind of just thrown in there as he's basically thrown in there. Just we need to be the Joker in this movie, so let's put him in there. And, yeah. He's just kind of part of Harley Quinn's origin story, but right. they spend about ten seconds on her origin, that. you know, and. And then he's trying to his his whole point of the rest of the movie is him trying to get Carly Quinn back, yeah, and basically break her out of jail or break her out of the Suicide Squad and take her with yeah. him. Yeah, because somehow the Joker gets Harley Quinn a cell phone because well he well he gives he, the cell he phone manipulates to that, prison that guard. guy yeah. yeah that guard, and then we never hear from that guy again. No, you know. It's it's so it's such a confusing movie to talk about, right? Uh, so, I I don't know. Maybe we should just ask each other questions about. Sure, you know. So we, all right. So what did you think of the Joker? I liked and hated it at the same yeah, time. I, I totally agree. I he I heard someone describe him as, what was it? Hot topic Tony Montana, you know, like hot topic. Um, the, the Scarface, the yeah, and and it's it's totally accurate. Like when 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 Jared Leto's Joker is acting crazy and not trying to act, when he wasn't trying to act tough, right? He was fantastic. When he started acting tough, you were like, "This dude is a pansy." Right? Like, there's no way that these people would be afraid of him. But then you have that one scene where it's another one of the Harley Quinn's flashbacks where they're in the club after she's escaped prison or something. Right. And the Joker is talking to some other crime Lord common, the rapper. Common. Oh yeah. That's who that was. Yeah. Oh man. I could not place him. And it's never explained who he is. He's just a not gangster. At all. Or yeah. He's just generic bad guy. Right. And basically, Oh, it's the Joker who just got out of jail. Right. He says, and yeah, they're having says, like a big back. party. Yeah. yeah. And he says, Oh, you got a good woman over there. Like he compliments the Joker on Harley Quinn. Right. And so the Joker then proceeds to give Harley Quinn to him as like a gift. Like you can have my woman. Right. And he's like, well, that's, that's cool. I, I don't want to do that because you're crazy. You're the Joker. And then the Joker says, "Okay," and just shoots him. Right. Just shoots him. Like, I, I mean, is it just to show to, you how crazy he how is. crazy he is? But w- like, what was the point? I mean, I mean, I guess that's the point is how crazy he is. But what? What a waste of time. Yeah, I. You know. Yeah, like I said, the the Joker was pretty much thrown thrown into this movie because they wanted him to be in it, and they really didn't give him much to do. I did. I know a lot of people were angry about how he looked and, you know, it wasn't the traditional way the Joker normally is portrayed. Um, I thought it was okay. But I thought it was okay. And I, and it was I thought it was cool. Yeah. No. I thought it was cool that they went a different route with it and, you know, they tried something new and I don't think it's, I didn't think it was as bad as everybody is making it out to be. Yeah. I just thought they didn't really give him much to do in the movie. 
Um, there were some times, like you said, that he was a little too over the top, and it, it got cheesy at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have liked to seen more of him. I would have liked to seen him with more of a story, more of like an arc. Yeah. Um, or any kind of, yeah. Right, and anything. Other than, hey, I'm coming for you, Harley Quinn. Right. You know, I mean, they have that whole sequence where the Joker and his gang break into a Wayne Enterprises laboratory. Like testing facility or whatever. And all of a sudden, Wayne Enterprises is the one that creates, oh, the Suicide Squad, they all have these bombs implanted into their faces. Right, so that's, so the, the reasoning for the, you know, as you're watching the movie, you're like, why are these guys just not just running away? Because right. they're, be, you know, they're free. Yeah. And they explain to you that, if they do run away, that you know they'll set off the head bomb, right? And they'll just explode their head. Yeah, and which they, that, that wasn't bad. That no, that, that was no, no, that's, that's that was a good reason for them to do yeah. what they're doing. And it was done real clean. That's another sequence that I liked was when right. they were like, because Will Smith is like, "Don't touch me," and, he, right. and you know they did, and then move along. Right. You know that that whole sequence was was fine. Um, that's actually when they're rolling them in to get the neck implants. I was talking with somebody else and said. That's where everyone's, I, I feel like the beginning of the movie should have been Will Smith walking out of the store with his daughter, like whenever, like Christmas where he's wearing the silly hat. Right. And that should have been the start of his story. And then we just kind of follow, like no, no more flashbacks. Just like, you know, like uh, the, he gets taken down by the Batman, the stupid thing with his daughter happens. Right. And, and then we go to him in prison or he gets out again and he it does the... The, the sequence where he assassinates the guy. Right. Um, and then that sequence ends with him in the wheelchair being wheeled down the hall. And then, because the camera pans over to Harley Quinn, and then we do Harley Quinn. Right. Everybody backstory. should just introduce back yeah. to back to back, or at least the important people back to back to back. Yeah. Find out who everybody is, and then they get into it. Yeah. But they just like... It, it they was, drag it, it out. They, they double up on their flashbacks. It's... It really is a mess, a mess of a movie. I would love to see what it was should have looked like, you know, like because it, it really is a shame because there's a there's a half decent movie in there. I don't think the movie was going to be like I don't think I would ever say that the movie was going to be awesome, but but there's a there's a movie in there where you go, yeah, I'd watch that again. Right. Um, how did you feel about the sequence when they're flying in the helicopter and it gets shot down and the helicopter crashes? And they they all just get out. Oh, um, they have that long drawn out helicopter crash sequence, right? And well, I guess the helicopter pilot like somehow lands it in some way, right? It doesn't like crash. Not like crashes and like tumbles and everything. Yeah, well, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, um, and, and zero consequences from right. that. You know, like they they're flying above the city and then they crash into a crane and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that you can just chalk up to like you know, comic book movie. You know, these guys are superheroes or villains or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just another example of like like you're watching the movie and you're like, huh? Like what? what? Right. Like, oh, and by the way, where were they? Where does the? Oh, it was uh, the client or the the whole point of the movie is the enchantress creates a doomsday weapon right in that, the middle of generic city well mid midtown city is that what it is yeah they they mention it do they oh, something okay. like that because i was listening for it at one point i went where are we even at right midtown i don't know who's I think there that, i think that's what it was it sounds like no no heroes 
Because where was where is Batman? Batman well, or Batman's the Flash? in Gotham. Oh, the Flash shows up briefly. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Can't say that without and Captain Boomerang's backstory. The Flash shows up, which was great because they don't dive into who who is that dude. They right. just they just say, hey, the Flash. If you know who he is, the Flash took care of Captain Boomerang because he's one of his villains. Right, and it was like real quick and simple. That that should have been what many of those guys were. There should have been a sequence with Killer Croc getting taken down by Batman or something, you know? Right. There should have been... I feel like there should have been a lot more Batman in the movie because what they did... Oh, by the way, Batman's in the movie. You, know, you can never have enough Batman. It's true. But um, I'm jumping all around. But well, I mean, uh, there's, no, there's, yeah, no there's, way, there's no way to talk about this movie without jumping all around. The uh, har- So whenever they introduce a character... Uh, most of the characters, when they introduce most of the characters, they put up a bio page of them right. that has like text that says Harley Quinn, nickname, you know, and height, weight. Right. At the bottom of Harley Quinn's page, it says uh, an accessory in the murder of Robin. And that's a, throw, a throwback to in Dawn of Justice. There's a statue or a, a memorial to Robin in the Batcave where it says ha ha ha, right. you know, like across the, the Robin costume. And we're just gonna gl- we're just gonna gloss over that that you know like oh, Robin is dead, right? You know this woman was involved in it. And we assume the Joker was also involved in it. And if you've read the comics, you know that there's a a Robin that the Joker kills. Spoiler alert, Ray. I know you're trying yeah. to catch up. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so we're just gonna gloss over that. But then the sequence that we get is. Is that like right after her full page is when they go to the chase where like the Batmobile's chasing yeah. the Joker mobile? Right. And it, I assume that implies that Robin has already been killed and Batman is just chasing them around like it's just the well, regular day of the I week, guess he's just you know? a villain and he's, and he's chasing him around. But then here's another question I had. So he chases him around. He, Batman's like on top of the car mm-hmm. and they they drive into the water. Yeah. And... Harley Quinn gets shot out of her seat in the car into the windshield and gets stuck in the windshield. Through the windshield. Through the windshield. Where does the Joker go? Oh, the door was open. Yeah. So he just, <laughs> he just, he just swam away just, and just leaves her there? And the Joker got away. Hey. But he just left her there. Isn't she supposed yeah. to be his, like... Yeah, well, I mean, the thing... One of the things about the their relationship is he does that to her all the time. Like she loves him unconditionally, and he could, and he treats her like garbage. Right. He he he. It's it's a very abusive relationship. Um, but that's how that's how she gets caught. Yeah. In that, and Batman punches her right in the face, knocks which her apparently out. is controversial to some people. Really. Yeah, but she's trying to slice his throat with right. a knife, and he's got to incapacitate her. So he punched her in the face, which is pretty impressive since he's underwater. I don't know if you've ever tried to throw a punch underwater, but it's very hard. Uh, and then he gets her above ground and has to give her CPR. Or, or he decides to give her CPR. Right. Now, that's another another part of the Robin death. If Harley Quinn and the Joker have already killed Robin and Batman now has to provide CPR to the woman that was involved in killing his partner, they don't. 
do anything about that. Like that should have been a terrible, like a very difficult moment, especially for this Batman who just murders people left and right. right. Yeah, he should have just you know like, popped her right there. Yeah, like there's no way that he he fights to get her out of the water as quickly as he did right. with the Batman in this universe, especially if she's murdered someone that close to him. You know. Yep. So so that's just another thing that doesn't make any sense. Um, another another Joker thing is I heard I heard a rumor that the sequence when the Joker rescues Harley Quinn and they're in the helicopter, he and and then it immediately gets shot down by the monsters. Right. He, it makes they make it look like he's saving her by by getting her off of the helicopter. But what I heard is that he's actually trying to kill her. There's an extended sequence there where he's trying to kill her. And when she falls out of the helicopter, he's like tried to murder her, which is why in the very next scene when we see her, she throws away that necklace that has like put in on it, which right. is what she calls him. She throws that away because that doesn't make any sense why she throws that well, away. I took it as he's dead. So spoiler alert, the Joker supposedly dies in the movie. Right, yeah. He's in a helicopter which crashes. They never explain if he's dead or not. Right. Um, but she thinks she he's dead. Right. And I just thought she he's dead, so that's why she took it took it off. That's, that's what I, I that's what I thought at first too. And then I, I heard I read the the thing about um he's he's trying to kill her in in the extended part. Which makes a little more sense because she's she does seem incredibly heartbroken and not just like I just lost my boyfriend. Right. But she just shows back up with the rest of the Suicide Squad, and that doesn't make any sense. She goes right back to where they were. Like, why don't you just leave? Well, I guess she's insane. So. Yeah. I don't know. You can just chalk it up to that. Yeah. Another Joker, Harley Quinn thing is what we were talking about before, where things are totally out of order, where the Joker is able to... The, the Joker steals from Wayne Tech a thing that turns off the bomb in her neck. Right. And he turns it off and he rescues her and then his helicopter explodes. She gets back with the squad and they have that... I thought it was a nice scene in the bar. I love that scene with them in the bar, even though I didn't care for the Diablo character. And Rick Flag comes back in. He's the army guy that is on the ground with them. Right. He's like their And he like their apparently... Leader. Charlie's saying... He's the main character of the movie. He's the protagonist of the movie. Yeah, I, don't know. I think Will Smith. That's the main what I would character. think too. Yeah. Is yeah, but but apparently, nope. I mean, there's no way. There's no way Will Smith's going to be in a movie and not be the main character. Yeah. Well, did you know that's the dude who was the new RoboCop? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's in that show. The, he's that. in that show, The Killing. Oh yeah. That was on AMC. Oh yeah. He's actually. Uh, He's like foreign. He's not. He's like American. Swedish or yeah. something, right? Yeah. He does a pretty good American, like yeah, American accent. Yeah. Yeah. Even I though thought it's he did like, a, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he's in the movie. he's a, he's a serviceable actor. Yeah. He sucked in RoboCop, but everything about that movie <laughs> was terrible. Um. So anyway, so they're in the bar. Rick Flag comes up and he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna disconnect everybody's bombs or something like that." He turns off the bombs, and everybody goes to look in a mirror, I guess, to see if the light is out in their throat. Right. Why does Harley Quinn turn around and look in the mirror when her bomb has already been disabled by the Joker? I don't. Does she ever know that, that it was disabled? Yeah. He just I tells mean, her to go. He just says, 
go now. Well, she knew that he had a thing to turn him off. Right. Which is why Deadshot thought he would that he would get all of them. Which is why she runs off and he's like, no. And then she does. Then Will Smith just decides to be a good guy anyway for no reason. Well, the, well, the whole movie, they're trying to give Will Smith a, you know. Like a happy arc. Right. Or, they're trying know. to make him seem like a human being. Yeah. And give him emotion and stuff and throwing all that stuff in there. So, like, at the end, you're like, all right, this guy's, you know, a real dude. Yeah. Which doesn't work. No, no. Because in the, in the end, he's he's an assassin and he kills people. Right. And and even uh, at one point, he he says something, and Harley Quinn's like, "Yep, typical trait of a sociopath" or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, this guy's a sociopath." Yeah. But at the same time, they're still trying to look. Like, oh, he has a daughter. He cares about his daughter. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. That's all. That's all we needed from him was just the. Uh, I just want to take care of my daughter. Right. So. I feel like with with that character, every step of the way, the Rick Flag character should have just been offering him more. Right. Like, you know, all right, well, we'll give you this much money. Keep coming with me. We'll give you this much money. And then maybe in the last scene, he goes, I'll give you this much money. He goes, no, I'll I'll come with you. At this point, I'll do it for free. But like halfway through the movie, I mean, they're not even really in the heat of the battle. And Will Smith's already like, I'm with you to the end, buddy. Yeah, it was, you know forced and yeah stereotypical it was it's just a it's just a shame because they they were so close to having it like i mean you you understood all the characters even the sub characters like killer croc who didn't have anything to do until the sequence when they say oh we got a bomb in the sewer who should we send right and killer croc says i'll do it and someone goes i don't know at that point i said why else is he even in this movie if not to go into the sewer? Right. And I got up it. and went to the bathroom. I was <laughs> like, I need a break. So I walked away in the middle of the climax of the movie. So Oh, so you didn't see some of it? I missed about two minutes, yeah. yeah. It was right. I came back just as they were fighting each other in the tunnels, and then that unnamed U.S. Army guy, unnamed Army guy, sets off a bomb right next to his head. Right. But Killer Croc gets all the glory. Like, Croc goes down with, like, this soldier who is a good man. Mm-hmm. He goes down with this monster. And I'm not just saying that because he's horribly disfigured. He's a monster of a person. Right. And he blows himself up for the good of mankind. And he doesn't even get half a second, no. you know? And then uh, you have the El Diablo character who, in that bar scene that I like, he talks about... Like he's a bad man, but he's he's murdered women and children. And he goes on to tell a story about how he got mad at his wife for her getting mad at him. It, it was weird because he's like, my wife is the only person who's ever been able to tell me no. And in the very next sequence, he goes, and then my wife told me no. And so I killed, her. I killed her. And then I killed my children. Yeah, it seemed like they wanted they wanted to make the Diablo character like way more of a centerpiece than yeah. than he ended up being um cuz he's like he was like the the good guy of them like he he wanted to he didn't want to fight he didn't want to fight and for the majority of the movie he just kind of is like a bystander just standing on the sidelines yeah when they're fighting and you know every once in a while they'll be like yo are you going to do anything and he explains that he doesn't want to he he didn't want to be involved in this 
in from the beginning, but they yeah. put the thing in his neck and they're going to kill him. So he's like, I might as well go along with it. Um, but it, yeah, it seemed like they wanted his story to be like the forefront of the movie. Yeah. And then, but Will Smith, Will Smith and Marta Roby are just better actors and their characters are just more interesting. Mm-hmm. And they ended up being, you know, the main characters, yeah. if you will. Well, it seemed like they wanted a, a, a neat redemption story for this guy. Right. But his character is too heinous to redeem, especially that late in the movie. Like, you right. can't reveal going into the third act, oh, yeah, I, I, I murdered my wife and my two young children because right. I got mad. Right. Like you said, that in the beginning, that should have been laid out right in the beginning, who this guy is. Yeah. Even though he might seem like a docile dude. Yeah. They they keep showing the scene in the prison where he, he kills a bunch of people in prison. Right. Which... Okay, but like, let's get back to his family life. Like, you don't need to go into, the, in, into it like a long length, but like, quick little introduction, flashback, five, you know, 15 second flashback of him killing his wife from the very beginning of the movie would have been perfect. Yeah, I mean, if that character's emotional hook is that he murdered his family, I don't care about him killing a bunch of people in prison. Right. You know, like, that's. Uh, Why is he in prison? Because he turned himself in. Oh, okay. They do show that. He, like, walks out, and he's got his hands on his He's coming out of the burning house, and I think that's supposed to be his house. But, I mean, I don't care, dude. I, I mean, I don't care that you sacrificed yourself. You're, you know, you've done some horrible things. That's the problem. That's one of the bigger theme issues with the movie is that it's, it's trying to redeem these horrible people right. who at the end of the movie are still horrible people where instead of, instead of trying to make them become good guys, like we should still see them as villains. Whereas we don't like, we kind of see Will Smith as, Oh yeah, he loves his daughter. But if he got out of prison, he would kill anyone he could to, right. which I did like that scene at the end with his daughter where they're talking about math and and if you're shooting a guy from 100 feet up, like how the hypotenuse of a triangle and the weight of a bullet and all that stuff. I thought that was tone perfect for the movie because, yeah, I'm an assassin. I'm still an assassin. My kid is into it, and she's learning because of it. She's not a terrible person like I am, but but she supports me, and I do what I can for her. Like, you know, you, you have to embrace the evil you have to want the bad guy to win in this movie. You can't want the bad guy to become the good guy and then win. Right. It's because, okay that they're bad guys. You yeah, don't need to like exactly. make them good guys. Exactly. They're bad guys for a reason. They should be betraying each other left and right. Right. They should be they should have done everything they could to I mean, there's no way that that whole thing that they all survive. And I know that they don't, but all the main characters survive. You know, with without a scratch almost. It's it's a mess. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, and it's it's another D, another DC mess. And yeah, it's definitely better than Batman Superman. But I mean, what's that saying? Yeah, you know, not much better. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I'll probably watch it. I, I hope that there's a director's cut on DVD. Well, apparently, what I read is that David Ayer, the director, is saying that this is the director's cut, mm-hmm. which I feel like is probably the studio telling him. Because obviously people knew that there were reshoots, yeah, and people knew that this movie got messed with a lot after it was, you know, done filming. Um, so he he's coming out and saying that this is his cut, this is what he wanted to yeah. be released, but no one believes it. Yeah. yeah, there's no way that this is what he wanted. Yeah, well, he knows how to play ball. Like he wants more work. Right. He's not going to pull a Josh Trank. Right. And just be like this. Yeah. This completely. This is a. This is not what I wanted. And I mean, yeah. you can. 
you can just tell from the from the very beginning. I now most people say that they didn't like the first half as much as the second half. I like the first half more than the second half. Yeah, I, I did too. But you can tell it's totally out of order. I mean, you could argue that it's supposed to show how disjointed all their minds are, but from a storytelling point of view, you're not telling a story. You're just confusing your audience. It's, yep. It just doesn't work. So that's Suicide Squad. Yep. Let's move on. Please. Um, oh, God. Equipment falling in our studio. Last week's Ray's random request. Ray, you asked, what is the best or worst remake right. of a movie? Why did that come up? Oh, Total Recall. Total Recall, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, we had quite a few answers. Uh, Dan on Twitter, a uh, friend of the show, Dan, uh, he says the remake of Ocean's Eleven uh, is a, hundred t- a, thousand, a thousand times better than the original. He didn't even want to finish the original, but it was in school. And that last part doesn't make any sense, Dan. <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a great answer. I mean, it is. like that'd be one of the most popular answers. The one thing that I thought about when I, uh, when I was, uh, after I asked this question, I was thinking about, you know, what my answer would be. Uh-huh. And I started thinking about stuff, and there's not many movies that I've seen both. Like I've yeah. seen Oceans, the new Oceans. I've never seen the old one. I've never seen the old one either. Yeah. Um, what else was I thinking of? I've seen uh, um, the Manchurian Candidate, the new one. Never seen uh, the old one. I've only seen the old one of that. Right, but um, I've seen the old Poltergeist. Never seen the new one. That's probably. I've seen the old Carrie. Never seen the. New, you know what I mean? I've never yeah. seen both. Not many movies have I seen both of. Right. So that's I really couldn't answer my question as good as I wanted yeah. to. It's a uh, it's a difficult question because when you see one, why go back? Right. And if you heard something was bad, and if you and if you a movie you love is remade, you're like I don't want to see that. It's right. Probably, it's gonna suck. Yeah, exactly. Like the most, uh, I think most of the time you're gonna see the new one and then say, well, I'll go back and see the original. Right. Um, like I was thinking, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes. Uh, I'd seen the Swedish one, but I haven't seen the David Fincher one yet because the Swedish one was great. Yeah, uh, the David Fincher one is good, um, but the Swedish one is better. And that's another point I was going to bring up, too. Like, I, in terms of this question, I have seen a lot of foreign films, mm-hmm. and then I've seen their American, you know, remake. Yeah. Uh, one that comes to mind for, with me is uh, uh, Let the Right One In. Oh. Um, uh, the remake, the American remake was called Let Me In, um, about the little kid who befriends the girl who's a vampire. Oh, that's the remake of that. Yes. Um, oh. So, and that and that would be a good answer because both those movies are very good. The original foreign one is better, mm-hmm. but the American version is is on par with it. It's it's very really? very good movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen either one. Yeah. I heard. I didn't even know the. Let me in is the American. Let me in one? is the American version. I didn't even think I've even heard of that one. Yeah. Jill on Facebook, she says her favorite remake is Cape Fear. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I have never seen either one of them. I've never seen the old one. I've only seen the, the new. Yeah, she said the that Scorsese one. She's seen both. And uh, Matt, who lives in Montana, uh, his pick is The Departed, which is a. The Departed? Yeah. Which is a remake of a Japanese crime movie <laughs> called. Uh, in, Infernal Affairs. Yeah. yeah. Good pull. Yeah. Which um, I've never seen. I've never seen it either. Right. Because The Departed is perfect. Right. But I've, but I've heard that that's very good, though. Yeah. Um, Sam, 
who we work with, Sam C. It's a totally different Sam. Uh, she said that she said a movie, but I can't find her response <laughs> anywhere. And I sent her a tweet, and she didn't reply back before now. So sorry, Sam. I, I, I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. It's your own fault. And then uh, Liz says that her pick would be You've Got Mail. Right. Which she said is a remake of, is a the second remake of two other movies. Yeah. Which, which we, we didn't know. Blew my mind. I guess every 20 years they're just going to remake You Got Mail. Yeah. I've or never seen You Got Mail, so I don't know. The Little Shopkeeper or whatever. What little, was it? little Shop of Horrors? No, that's a musical. Not about mail. But yeah, I guess that was cool. I didn't know that. So yeah. thanks, Liz. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of movies that are remakes that you don't realize. Yeah, remakes and reimagining. Right. So, I mean, we only ever really hear about the remakes of the movies you love. Like, you know, any year now they're going to redo Back to the Future because it's time to sell some to, more yeah. DVDs, you know? And then everyone will go, oh, I'm not going to see it. And then it'll pull in $150 million over the first weekend and they'll have one. Right. Um. So that was, thank you for all the answers this week. It was great, great to read all those. And uh, Ray, what is this week's Ray's Random Ray Quest going to be? This week, um, since we talked about Suicide Squad. Um, How would you kill yourself? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, you know, the eclectic characters, you know, all the, the famous actors that were in the movie. Um my question this week is what is your favorite ensemble cast oh. of a film um so you know a good example would be like the avengers is a movie with oh a lot you know of like that didn't even click in my head with a lot yeah. of like you know fame yeah. a movie with a lot of big names in it so yeah. this movie had will smith it had margot robey it had jared leto mm-hmm. it had uh i really wouldn't call, call jay courtney a big name but i mean Low rent or Tom Hardy or, or Jai Courtney, as I call him, because every time I see his name, I just is it of, not Jai it, Courtney? It's, it's J A I, it's J, like it's it's pronounced J, like J A Y, but it's spelled J A I. Well, that's a he's Australian, yeah. whatever. I don't know if that oh, so has it really is low rent. Yeah, Tom Hardy. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would your favorite ensemble cast would be? You know, Ocean's Eleven's another good one, yeah, that would be my pick, is the first yeah. Ocean's Eleven. It's just it's a he- heavy hitters across the board. Um, the Big Short is another one that just came out recently. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a very good I ensemble seen that cast. Yet. I gotta get to that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of movies like that, old yeah. and new. So yeah, what's your favorite ensemble cast? A great question. Um, anything to plug, Ray? No, I got nothing. Um, I'd say check out Charlie's book. You can find it on Amazon. It's Boy Zero by Charles Chester, which is a really really cool name, by the way. <laughs> Charles Chester, if I could just point that out. I'll go along with it. And um, I want to say hi to my son, Alex, because he listens to the show. What's up, Alex? Hey, Alex. Charlie and Keith say hi, too. <laughs> I think that'll about... Oh, we got to do our, our things where we tell people where they can find us. If you're... You thought you were done, but we're not done yet. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Plus, and thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. That's where you can, on all those places, where you can connect with us to answer Ray's random request or rate, review, and subscribe to us. But if 
that is the end of the reel. And we'll see you next week in film. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>